Welcome to Oncology Data Advisor. I'm Kira Smith, and today I'm joined by Dr. Ofer Sharon. Thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. To start off, would you like to introduce yourself and then share a little bit about OncoHost as well? Sure, of course, I'd be happy to. So I'm Ofer, I'm the CEO of OncoHost. I am, I am a physician by training, I'm an internist, but I spent most of my career in the industry, founding companies. Um, I usually like this intersection between mathematics, algorithms, and medical applications. So I had three companies in this, the field on course. This is my latest and favorite baby. Uh, and, and we are dealing with precision medicine. Uh, we are dealing with precision medicine with a very, um, I would say, unique approach to precision medicine compared to what's out there in the, in, in the market or in clinical development trying to get a very holistic picture on this interaction between the patient, the tumor, and the therapy in order to better understand the resistance mechanisms and, and help physicians to guide therapy or find the optimal therapy for the patient. Great. Uh, so for a little bit of background, what exactly is precision medicine and what is precision oncology in particular? Yeah, that's a great question with... with um, I mean, we could sp spend hours talking about the answer to this question, but to, to put it very, very simply, um, I think that uh, we've been very much focused when we're th thinking about drug development on finding drugs that will treat as many patients as possible. Uh, and this approach uh, took us a long way in, in many indications, also in cancer, but it seems like in Recent years, we reach a plateau in terms of our ability to improve um, to improve the clinical efficacy um, when we look at the entire population. Yet we do identify patients that um, some are, are, are calling those super responders. You treat the patients and, and even metastatic cancer disappears. And I think that we reach a realization in, in the last um, 15 years. I think it's being boosted um, lately, uh, but we are talking about a process where we understand that if you want to jump to the next stage in terms of cancer treatment efficacy, not, not only cancer, we focus, of course, in my discussion on cancer, I don't think there's a difference between precision medicine and precision oncology in that sense. Um, but if we want to go to the next jump, uh, we should try to better understand the patients. Because obviously there's a difference. There's a difference between a cancer patient that is an 85-year-old lady and a 45-year-old man. I think it's clear to all of us that this is not the same human being. We can't expect those two uh, uh, persons to, to respond the same way uh, to therapy. Yet, because of the way clinical trials are designed, because of the way drugs are designed, they are most likely to be treated the same way with one-size-fits-all protocols. Precision medicine is here to make the next jump, and that is try to find patients or treat patients according to a much better understanding of the complexities of those, um, um, of the biology, a difference in biology uh, between the human beings, which are there. It's obvious that they are there, but we need to be able to measure them. And I think that we reach a stage where we can actually do that. Great, thank you. That was a really great overview. So what are some of the unmet needs regarding biomarker development in precision oncology? Yeah, I, I think it's 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 actually very interesting. Um, I can I can share a slide that really demonstrates it really nicely if you want. And 
This tells the entire story. As we speak today, there are over 6,000 clinical trials looking at different immunotherapies, different combinations of immunotherapy with other therapies in different cancers. 6,000 clinical trials. Unfortunately, most of those will fail and will never reach the clinic. And if we look at the cancer landscape, as you can see on the right-hand side of this slide, we see that basically every cancer type is treated or going to be treated with immunotherapy in this case. The thing is that we don't have good biomarkers for immunotherapy. So how, as a clinician, I'm supposed to make a choice between this treatment or the other treatment? And this is where biomarkers are needed. We need to be able to understand which patient will benefit from which patient, from which treatment. And, and this is super important because especially in cancer, and especially in the more advanced stages of cancer, patients don't have time to waste. There was a recent publication, publication that said that a um, delay of four weeks in treatment may reduce overall survival by five months which is a lot. So we don't have time to waste and we want to find the best treatment or the optimal treatment for the patients. And believe it or not, for the entire field of immunotherapy today, we almost have no biomarkers. We have one approved biomarker, which is called PD-1 or PD-L1. Um, another biomarker that is relevant to a very small subgroup of patients is TMB. And those two biomarkers, by the way, are not accurate biomarkers. So we do, we call them that they're not predictive biomarkers, they may be prognostic biomarkers. So basically, we have a lot of options to treat with, a lot of clinical trials that are being run as we speak to identify more treatments, but biomarkers are lagging far behind. So this is where the need is coming from. Great, thank you. That really it was really helpful in understanding. In your um, article uh, you wrote recently, you mentioned a multi-component biomarker approach. So what does this approach involve and how does this aid in diagnosis and treatment selection? Yeah. Um, so this also requires some kind of background, but the way we usually think in, 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 in the uh, traditional uh, Western medicine is we're trying to find an association between a cause and effect. I have a pneumonia because of this bacteria or this viral infection. Uh, I have a disease because of this mechanism. And if we think that way, we can actually look for treatment that are targeting those specific uh, uh, cause of disease. And the approach is similar in cancer. Okay, think about it. Uh, I have this mutation. I would try to target this mutation in order to treat cancer. And this approach proved successful. Okay, but again, as I said earlier, we reached a plateau. We reached a point where we are not improving further. Um, and, and, and when you look at two patients that took exactly the same, um, and one is responding and the other is not, um, in order to identify the cause, the reason why one is responding and why is not, looking at one specific protein or one specific mutation is usually not enough because the biology is much more complex than that. And immunotherapy is a great example. Immunotherapy holds a great promise in oncology. Uh, and the mechanism of, of action of immunotherapy, almost by definition, is not cancer-specific, but targeting the immune system. So we, you would expect um, 
to see treatments that are almost universal in terms of efficacy, but we see that they are not. And the reason they are not is because, again, the immune system is complex. It's a complex system. Many cells are involved. Many proteins are involved. Many signaling pathways are involved. And it's very hard, almost impossible, to find one component in this very complicated system, a very complex system, the immune system, that will tell us a story about the resistance, that will tell us a story about the ability of the patient to respond to the therapy. This is why when we are looking at immunotherapies, for example, it's what we need to do is, is, is take a very holistic approach. Try to understand not one component, not one single protein, try to understand the story which resistance mechanisms are involved, which genes are involved, which pathways are involved. So it's almost like, you know, um, um, one good comparison that David Carbone gives, Professor David Carbone gives in his lectures is that when you're looking at specific mutations or genes for targeted therapies, it's almost like a switch, on or off. It's either there or not. When you are looking at the immune system, you are looking at so many cells and so many thing, signaling pathways that you just cannot identify the switch. It's almost like a pilot switchboard. You have a lot of a, 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 a lot of a, a data points, a lot of information that you need to take into consideration in order to look for a good predictive biomarker. And this is why the multi-component approach, looking at different proteins, different signaling pathways, sometimes combinations of proteins with clinical characteristics of the patients in order to get a much better picture. Great, thank you. Um, so what research is Oncohost conducting to evaluate and integrate multi-component biomarkers into clinical workflow? So what we are doing at Oncohost, and this is, I think, a very thing that is very unique to the, to the company, is we are trying to identify proteins that are differentially expressed between responders and non-responders. And I'm not talking about one protein, I'm talking about hundreds of proteins. Because some of those proteins may be overexpressed in one patient and the other may be overexpressed at other patients. But when you look at the larger number of proteins, it is more likely, as is evident by our clinical results, that we you will find those proteins that indeed are related to the resistance. So we are looking at groups of proteins. We are looking at groups of signaling pathways. We are focusing on five major resistance mechanisms that are being a, 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 the, the target of a lot of clinical research and, and new drugs. Um, and by doing that, basically we are shying away from this search for a signal protein or a signal biomarker, but looking at um, um, large pieces of information coming from different biological processes. I always compare it to the space, you know. Uh, asking for two spaceships to meet in space without a map is almost impossible. The space is so big that the odds that those two dots will connect uh, are very, very low. But if you're looking at clouds of processes, the likelihood of finding some interaction is higher, and this is exactly the multi-component approach. Let's try to understand which signaling pathways, not necessarily single proteins, are overexpressed uh, in different patients, and by doing that, we'll be able to extrapolate and understand better the resistance mechanism that caused the patient not to respond to therapy. Great, thank you. Um, it's really helpful in understanding. Um, anything else? I would, I would add, 
Yes, I would add another comment. We are now starting an additional clinical trial. So we spoke, uh, up until now I spoke about proteins, but proteins are not giving us the whole picture. By the way, this is why the mathematics is so important here, because there's almost no way to digest those amounts of data and finding patterns of behavior without using advanced mathematics. But the new research that we are going to start soon is going to combine proteomics with DNA analysis, with microbiome, with immune cell activity repertoire, a very extensive clinical trial that is going to give us a very deep understanding of the resistance and the development of resistance of the cancer to therapy over time. Great. Um, any Anything else or any parting thoughts you'd like to share about um, your work in this field? No, I would just say, you know, um, we are very passionate about what we do. Uh, the 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 team the team here at Tom Coast, and I think the entire field. I think that precision medicine is going to be the next major leap in in cancer therapy, um, and I'm looking forward to be part of the story. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for talking about all this today. It was great to hear about, and I look forward to hearing more as well. Perfect. Thanks for having me.